0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church podcast.
1: Makes me so joyful to know that we serve a God who is what? Awesome! Amen. To know we serve a God who is what? Awesome. You know, before we start today, let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much that we serve you. Yes, God. Thank we know people serve many things in this world. They serve their bosses. They serve their parents. They serve their desires. They serve, Lord God, their search for just perfection. They serve, Lord God, all these multiple small G gods, Father. Mm. But we know that you are the big G. You are the big God. You are the awesome God. You are the one, Lord God, that made the heavens and earth by just your spoken word. Mm. How powerful. How awesome are you, Father. Mm. And Lord, I want to pray this very morning to you. And as we start this service today, as your word just comes from your very spoken word, Father, please change our hearts in this room today. Let us not leave here the way we came. Let us leave here with changed hearts, Father. Yes, Whoever has come bitter, and him go back joyful. Whoever has come brokenhearted, and him go back healed. Whoever has come like wandering around without no purpose, let him go back Lord God. Please, Thank you so much for my life Lord. Thank you for my wife. Thank you Lord for every brother and sister in this room right now. Amen. I'm just so grateful to have this family and I pray that your word will be spoken Lord today. Move me aside and you speak Lord God for your people are listening and it's in your sound thing to pray. Amen. 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 If we can I want to share with you a story today. Come on brother. And today is a day of our what? love offering and in the love offering it is so special because the first word love is the reason why we offer and we give five times what we normally give for the purpose of God's glory in God's church my question to you is why do we give why do we have a love offering why do we sacrifice twice a year why do we do all this and i believe the answer is because it is our purpose Mm -hmm. it is our purpose Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we are driven by our very purpose and the question i have for you today is what is your purpose Mm -hmm. what is your purpose
0: Amen. why are you here
1: today why do you do what you do why do you get up this morning and come here why are you gonna leave today and go somewhere else why do you do what you do you know there are two types of people in this world that i believe and please don't quote me on this i might be wrong <laughs> but you know i believe there are two types of people the first one is those who are committed to their purpose and the second type of people are those who are committed because other people are committed. Wow. Which one are you today? Are you committed to your purpose or you're committed because other people are committed? Mm. Mm. What is your purpose? I have a story to tell you. Come on. My wife and I, a couple of years ago, we were in the Caribbean. and I was just researching, you know, how to be a true Christian. And I saw a video of a guy. <laughs> I know, YouTube is not the answer, guys. Bible is the answer. <laughs> and I saw a guy, a story of a man called Eric Liddell. Who knows who Eric Little is? I
0: don't know.
1: You know. Come on, Peter. Awesome. <laughs> and Eric Liddell, he, he was a Scottish Olympic gold medalist. A runner. An athlete. And guess where he went to college? Who guessed south london yeah. south london at elton college and he was known as the man who wouldn't run on sunday it was known as the athlete who would never partake in anything on sunday because he said you know what i worship my god on sunday and even for the olympics of 1924 he denied it. he said no i will not run for my best roll in the 100 meters. He said, I will lose that roll and do not go to church. Olympic medalist. He says, not on Sunday, guys. And the whole of the country was like, what? Why would you do this? Why would you do what you're doing? And as a result, he was forced to withdraw from 100 meters. What? But why did he do what he did? In, in the end, in the Olympic, he won bronze for the 200 meters and gold for the 400 meters and then this is the funny part and then he stopped running and he became a missionary it's like he has the best career in the world and he says you know what, I'm done and I believe that those of us who give our lives fully to Christ and those who have gone there and said you know what, I'm done now I want to worship God And what did the guy do? He went to China. And became a missionary in China. And it was in 1945. Guess what happened in 1945? Wow. The and he was helping kids. He was in his camp, helping kids with his wife and his children. Everyone there, they were like, why is this guy doing what he's doing? And it got so bad, that the Japanese were really trying to destroy China. And he said, you know what? He sent his wife and kids back to the UK, and he stayed. <laughs> wow. And then one day, Winston Churchill said, I got a deal for you. We me to deal with the Japanese, we can bring you back home. What did he say?
0: No thank you. No thank you. <laughs>
1: and he said, you know what, I will stay, and there's this woman in this camp who is pregnant, let her go, and I will stay. Why is he doing this? And then on the 21st of February, 1945, he died in the same camp that he said he would stay why did he do this why is he doing this that's what the Bible says Mark chapter 12 that's what the Bible says in Mark 12 you know we're a Bible church right yep. yeah so that means when the Bible speaks we're what
0: Right.
1: And where we're silent, I mean, the Bible, we have the authority to say, okay, well, we don't know what the Bible says in this area, so let's try to do something that does not contradict the Bible, amen? amen? And also, we're a church that believes, man, the church must be made out of true disciples. Because yeah. in the first century, the church was all sold out disciples.
0: Amen.
1: And also, we believe definitely that, hey, There has to be a central leader. Because for God's people, there's always been a central leader. But we know we have one leader who is called Jesus Christ. And Jesus says something to you guys today, this morning. In Mark 12, he says, in verse 29. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your what? Soul. With all your what? Mind. And with all your what? Strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. In verse 33, to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Amen. Yeah. Today is our love offering. Yeah. But the love before the word offering is more important than anything you could ever give.
0: Mm.
1: And I want to convince you today that the offering you give today when Jamie speaks about the offering isn't about that money. It's about the word love. Mm. Question, what is your purpose? What is your purpose today? I believe the reason why Eric Little did what he did was because he loved God. And he loved people. What is your purpose? You know, we're, we're in the church and I believe the greatest issue in Christianity is lukewarmness. A lack of real love for God. A lack of real love for people. it's not about the teachings. It's about do people really love God to know the teachings properly? Do people really love God to do what He says? Do people really love God and the people to really lay down their lives for another person? And either... The people of God say, you know what? I want to love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And if people would ask myself, then we're going to have a compromisation of all convictions that Jesus Christ laid down for us. And so today, I got four points for you. You might say, four points. How much time do we have? We've got enough time, guys. <laughs> four points. Point number one is no more selfies. <laughs> you might think, what does that mean, no more selfies? Well, I'll tell you in a bit. Point number two, no more excuses. Mm-hmm. Point number three, no more lukewarmness. And the fourth point, it's time to love God and love people. Come on, mate. Point number one, no more selfies. Who likes taking selfies here in this room? Out line. Peter is pointing to Dana. <laughs> <laughs> like, selfies, let me, her. <laughs> No more selfies. No, a selfie is a picture taken by yourself of yourself. Oh, I've never done that. That's a selfie. But you know what selfie actually really stands for? The word selfishness. Mm -hmm. Selfishness is to have no concern for other people. And I believe that's a true selfie. The selfie in your heart. I believe... Today, as disciples of the Lord Jesus, selfies is the biggest issue we have in the church also. Whereby, people are being selfish and they're not fishing for men. Where the cell in your DNA isn't about fishing, it's because, oh, I want to be selfish. My question to you today is, what is the picture of your heart? What is that selfie? If you take a selfie of your heart, what do you see? What is the selfie of your heart? And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to put my hands up. No, I'm very selfish. That's a like. I'm so selfish. <laughs> you know, I do all things. And I, I, I can really give good reasons to be selfish. You can, you can, you can relate with that.
0: Yeah, yeah you
1: can really do those reasons. Like, you know, no, I wasn't selfish. Was because of this, because of that. You know, it's not like making excuses. You want to be selfish. But we can surely be selfish people. My question is, how is the picture of your heart? How is the picture of your mind? Because God says, Love me with your heart, yes. with your mind, with your soul. So those three things in your strength are so key. So if all those things are about you, then you never love God. Can I show you the woohoo I find really selfish in the Bible? Can I show you guys?
0: Yeah.
1: Look at Genesis chapter 4. Genesis 4. Let's see sound like, man, I love this guy's story. It's just so convicting each time you read the story. And we know that the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, gives us all lessons that we need for a Christian life, right? Yeah. So we don't say we only go by the New Testament, we go by the Old Testament as well, right? Yeah. Let's see the story of, I believe, the, the selfie of Cain's life. Let's see the selfie of what he did. And let's see in Genesis 4, verse 1. It says, Adam made love to his wife, Eve. You know, God always gives us the right context of love from the beginning.
0: Amen.
1: God doesn't hide what love is. He says he made love to his wife. I hope you're not making love to anyone who is not your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Or your husband. God doesn't hide anything. He shows it plainly. Made love to your wife. Mm. Not anyone else. To your wife. Mm. So it must be a wife or husband. Just helping you guys there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Just in case, you know, there's
1: some signal tribe drive out here in this church. <laughs> and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, five portions from someone, the firstborn of the flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering it did not look with favor. So he was very angry; his face was downcast. And the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted?" And the question to us today is, are you doing what is right? Yeah. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crashing at your door. It desires to have you, but what? You must rule over it. People always say, well, I fell into sin. That's impossible. You cannot fall into sin. It's like going home. Oh, whoa, sin! I just fell into sin right there you can never fall into sin sin is just knocking at your door but you're the one who allows sin to come in before you shut the door against sin question, what door are you closing? have you opened some doors in your life that allow sin to come inside or is the door of your heart so wide open that sin just walks in no need to knock anymore (laughs)
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> in verse 8 now Cain said to his brother Abel let's go out to the field no, let's just go hang out and while they were in the field Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him this guy, that sin was already in there door wide open, settled in there had a champagne, was relaxing this thing wasn't enjoying himself and just bore fruit killed his brother
0: Wow.
1: then the Lord said to Cain where is your brother Abel? I don't know replied, oh my goodness you were lying to God <coughs> And I believe someone was like to God also by alarming to ourselves, first of all. Am I my brother's keeper? I don't know. He replied, I don't know. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. I believe... Many of us wonder in life. wandering around, no purpose. And the reason we wander around is because we've allowed sin to crouch into our hearts. And our hearts don't know what to do anymore. Sin has obstructed us from knowing what our purpose is in life. Question, what is your purpose? Just in case you don't know, the title is, What is Your Purpose? <coughs> That's the same title today. What is your purpose? What is it? Cain was downcast, lied to God's face. Just like Bill Clinton lied to God and to the whole of the world, I did not sleep with that woman. (laughs) (laughs) And he says it wasn't his brother's skipper. That's true, it was his brother's killer. Question What is your purpose? I'm so encouraged to see Chris's brother here today. Come on. Come on, Come on. You know, at least we know they're, they're keeping each other, not like, killing each other.
0: <laughs> We've actually swapped places today. I don't
1: know if you <laughs> You know, they're twins, and each time we get confused, so... Oh, we don't agree. You guys are brothers. Amen. <laughs> you know, twins really loving each other and what is so powerful is that they don't kill each other in god's church we don't kill each other right yeah. what do we do we do what we love each other what
0: years, we're supposed <laughs> <laughs> to you, you know what the
1: question is what is the selfie what is a picture of your heart showing is it showing only yourself or is it showing other people Cain's sacrifice only showed himself he didn't show any love for God. What Abel sacrifice was showing a love for God. What is your love offering showing today? Did you come to give begrudgingly? Did you come to give out of compulsion? Did you come to give because that's what we do every, every year? Twice a year. Halfway through the year and the end of the year. We only give because we're committed to commitment. Why do you give? Mm. Do you really love God? Just in case you don't know what I'm saying, I put a sticker on your chair today, which shows you a couple of stickers that shows yeah. you something there. What does it say, guys? Let's read really it. What it say? Love God and love people. I, I, I think not yeah. Everyone. Love equals love. God equals love. <laughs> love God and love people, right? Yeah. Can I hear the ultra say it's going to be? Love God and love people. Say it again, please, like you mean it. Love God and love people and I want you to say, I can, I will and I must love God and love people say after me, I can, I will and I must love God and love people because why if you do not love God and love people you go got the wrong church that's the wrong church
0: yeah.
1: let's see what the right church looks like in the Bible let's go to Acts chapter 4 Acts 4 Acts 4 and you know the access is an amazing book because it shows you truly what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus the question is what are your acts showing what are your acts showing they show what the first century church looks like and we don't, we don't want to pretend in church guys, I know, you know, there's so many religious churches out there they come and they say, love God and love people, that's true, we have some food all those things, but there's no true love because no one would die for anyone inside and outside the church Let's see what the Bible says in verse 32. It says in verse 32, All the believers were one in what? Heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Mark 12 said, Love God with what? With your heart. With your mind, with your soul, and your strength, we see that those who love God with their heart and mind, they will be unified in heart and mind. But when you feel in the church like no one loves me or I feel lonely, or, I don't know. it's because you're not loving God, you're not loving people. So there is no unity in your heart and mind. Point number two: No more excuses. This, this is great. This, this is the point I was looking for to talk about. <laughs> no more excuses. Who likes excuses? Yeah. That's Man, nice. we make so many excuses. Even TFL makes so more excuses. <laughs> you know, grandma wants to TFL here. You know, when trains go down, oh, ladies and gentlemen, because we're, doing, uh, we're gonna, get, like, so many excuses. <laughs> you know, you're on the platform and it's so full, you see how this guy is angry. <laughs> you know, it's like so many excuses. We live in a world full of what? Excuses. But what we should be focused on is our purpose and not excuses. Come on, mate. it's
0: awesome.
1: My wife was tells me, hey, that's an excuse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I know.
0: <laughs>
1: but. There's always a but. <laughs> There's always a but. <laughs> But I was doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. doing it no! That's also an excuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A true man of God and a woman of God just take the punch yeah. and repent. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And okay. if you're not baptized yet, baptize. <laughs> 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 We're going to take the punch, guys, yeah. and make no excuses. Mm-hmm. Because if you really love God and you really love people. There will be zero excuses on your heart, on your mind, on your soul, and your strength. But what excuses do we make? You know what excuses are? They are the language of disregard for other people. When I make excuses, it shows I don't care about what someone says to me. When I make excuses, it shows that that's a word of hatred masquerading itself in the form of self-pity. But church, I want to challenge you today that no more excuses in everything we're doing. No more! And if you're with us for the first time today, well, I want to speak to you like I know you're already like my brother or sister. But no more excuses in your life. If you say you love God, what does Mike say? Just do it! If you say, that's my purpose, well, what does Mike say? Just do it. I I believe that guy wanted to be a true Christian, but that's why he coined that phrase, just do it. (laughs) If you fail, and if you fail in going about your purpose, just say it. Just say it. I fail in loving God. And I fail in loving people. You know what? Help me to love God and love people. Are you guys with me? Because what are we all looking for in life? Happiness. Happiness. Everyone wants to be happy. And those who say they don't want to be because they just don't know what happiness truly is. Everyone wants to be happy. And your purpose is what drives you. If you're not driven in this room today, because you don't know what your purpose is. Your purpose is what makes you go that extra mile. Your purpose is what drives you and inspires you. That gives you that emotional strength. Even that says, "I will do this till the day I die." Because without your purpose, you have no reason to live. Without purpose, you have no reason to do what you do. Even in your relationships, there is nothing. There is just blank still stale. Mm-hmm. Where there's no purpose, there is no life. Come not matter how old you are, how young you are, where there's no purpose, you're pointless in this earth. Yeah, oh. come on, tell me more. Your purpose for love for God should move you. It should be that fire that burns in you. That says, like, I will do this to the day I die. No matter how hard, no matter how painful, no matter how scary, I will do it. Come on. Yeah. My family is counting on me. My friends are counting on me my God is counting on me purpose makes you wake up in the morning it makes you wake up in the morning yeah. and that greater purpose is something that is eternal that lasts forever it never changes God never changes he lasts forever and the souls of men last forever and his word lasts forever those three things should be your purpose every morning if you struggle with waking up, I'll say it again. Like last week. <laughs> Do you love God? Do you love people? Because your alarm clock is your love for God. Your alarm clock is your love for people. If you wake up for yourself, point number one, know myself. <laughs> point number two. No more excuses. If you're doing my purpose, you don't get tired. And even when you get tired, your purpose overcomes your tiredness. Come oh,
0: well, on, amen.
1: There is no room for excuses. Amen. So, why am I saying all this? Let's go to the book of Exodus.
0: <laughs> Let's see.
1: I want to show you guys one of the most amazing conversations in the Bible of excuses. And I love God, God doesn't hide anything from us. But the question is, do you hide anything from God? Exodus 3. Exodus chapter 3, in the Old Testament, we're back in the Old Testament again, and we keep, because we're a Bible church, and we've got to see the whole Bible in full context, right? And so in Exodus 3, we see the most amazing conversation i see in my life between Moses and God. And then verse 11, I read this yesterday, I was like cracking up, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so me this is so me right here you know even just this last this week I had a a, I was doubting there was so much doubt in my mind about what I'm doing on campus evangelizing speaking to people I was like but are we going to succeed in reaching out to everyone are we going to succeed but it's so hard people say this people say that but God doubted myself can I do this and I confess to God and I confess to man and I just got a, a, a good correction <laughs> a good admonishment there, to say but no mighty man in the world in God's word ever succeeded by just doing nothing and not having adversity or anything you will face adversity. You will face challenges. You will face pain. You will face suffering. You will face persecution. But if you have a purpose, you will never, ever, ever quit. Let's see what God here is saying before God calls him. (laughs) Let's see in verse 11. It says, But Moses said to God, like most of us say to God, Who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh (laughs) (laughs) and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. In other words, Moses is saying, Well, you don't know actually who you're calling. I mean, I'm just an ordinary guy. Why me? It, it's, not, it's not. Why Why calling me? Don't, there are many other people who can do better than I can do. Just call them. Don't call me. And let's be honest, two things like this. Yep, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, who am I in this moment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone do what they call me the true prophet. <laughs> 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 and God said, no excuses. I will be with you. I don't want to ask to God's word David, but I think that's what he's saying. (laughs) And this will be the sign to you that that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt and you worship God on this mountain. I love this scripture because Egypt stands for sin and the mountain stands for God's place where it is. And God wants to bring people out of Egypt, sin, into his wonderful kingdom. Amen? amen. And he says, so in other words god is saying moses in all honesty moses i know you think it's about you but it's not about you (laughs) that's god's response what does the verse say in verse 13 Moses said to god suppose i go to the israelites suppose he's like just just maybe i obey your call just if if only i obey your call let me just I'm not saying I'm going to go. I'm only saying if I go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm going already. I'm just saying let's just imagine that I go. You know, let's imagine that I share my faith. Let's imagine that I go to church. Just let I me mean, just imagine that I really can study the Bible from with someone from A to Z and Just imagine that. Just imagine. So suppose you know, just suppose I go. Come on. And say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me, and they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? It's like, most like, That's I, I, I want to go, but they're gonna ask me questions. Oh my goodness, I have to be an apologetic. I have to think about Islam and everything and Buddhism. Oh, all those questions. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Someone, give it back. Someone give me a bag. Someone give me a brown paper bag or something. <laughs> what if they ask me questions? <laughs> they will ask you questions. And because I sent you, you can answer those questions. Amen? Amen? question is, do you believe you can answer all the claims in this world just by knowing the Bible? Do you believe that? Because if you have a purpose, no one else will come to you and say, Oh, but Islam is the only religion. Let's clarify that first of all. Oh. Islam only came 600 years after Christianity. The Prophet says, Go by the Gospel. Thirdly, his wife was a Christian. Fourthly. <laughs> just, just let me just let me entertain you right now. Number four, um, you are actually building your whole faith on what Jesus says, and you're saying the Bible is corrupt. So, if the Bible is corrupt, that means Islam is corrupt. Because if you say you go to the Gospel and you say the Bible is corrupt, that means Islam is also corrupt. So that means you're
0: wow.
1: shooting yourself in the foot.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> and boy and you say you believe in Jesus and his immaculate conception but wait, but you say he is not the son of God Okay, so explain to me how someone can be born of the Holy Spirit and it's not the son of God because there is no one else in this world who has ever done it before so tell me, how do you explain that well and it was quiet you've got to be able to understand people asking questions but if God is with you you know your God and you know what you serve, you guys with me? Amen, Amen. In verse 13, let me not digress too much. This is my apologies right there. (laughs) Moses said to God, suppose I go. And then in verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. So relax. It is not about you. But in in chapter 4, we see in verse 1, Moses gives another excuse. And he says, what if... (laughs) They do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. And yet, I'm just a nobody. But hey, if you serve the I am, that I am, are you a nobody? Are you? Because even your very first name, when you say, I am, tell me what. It represents that God is with, tell me what. I am Wayne. It shows God is with Wayne. I am Euclid. It shows God is with Euclid. I am Jessica. It shows God is with Jessica. I am this and that. God is before your name. Mm. So what are you afraid of? Because everything else is just excuses. If you go by your purpose, I am is with you. In verse 10, chapter 4. It says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon servant. I like this guy's humility. <laughs> I have never been eloquent. Oh, I don't speak so nice. Neither in the past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. <laughs> so it's like uh, 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 I stammer. I don't know what it Moses is just saying, I don't know what it takes. And God always replies to excuses. The question is, are you listening to God? Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? It is I, the Lord. Now go. I will help you speak and teach you what to say. But let me stop there. Let's stop there, guys. Moses, another excuse again. This guy is so relentless. What does he say? Moses said, "Pardon your servant, Lord. <laughs> Just my final excuse." Send someone else.
0: Ooh.
1: This is the one that ticked God off. Verse 14. The Lord's anger burned against Moses and they said, What about your brother Aaron and Levites? God is like saying, You know what? I'm ticked off, but I'll still send you. <laughs> I will send you now, but with we'll also someone else. They say we can never run from God's call, whether you like it or not, every knee shall bow and say, Jesus is what? Lord. You no. can never run from God's call. Why do I say what I'm saying? I believe the main reason that Moses struggled with all this excuse him to go down by his call was because of one thing sin. The chapter before this, what happened to Moses? He killed an Egyptian sin made him terrified sin made him lose the steam, sin made him lose everything about himself he lost his purpose What was he wandering in the desert that's what sin does when we are not focused on doing God's will question is, what is your purpose has sin affected your self esteem As sin deeply made your intellect, your emotions, your desires, your heart, your goals, your motivation, so next to nothing that you don't even know who you are anymore. I want to challenge today that, to hate sin. Because you will never achieve a purpose if you, you, like people say, fall into sin. Sin destroys you, even physically. That's how we might have A's nowadays. Sin destroys you. Point number three. You know, my challenge my is really simple to you guys today. And most of you know my challenge every week has been the same. One, one, one. Go by your purpose. Go by your purpose. To love God and love people. Who is that guy or that woman that you are loving? To show God, who is that guy, or the woman that you are saying, come, come to my home, come with me to my family, come, let me show you what it means to really love God. Come with me. Come, and I want to add something extra to that challenge. One, one, one also means you got to pray one hour. <laughs> you got to share one hour. You got to follow up one hour. You got to do all these things to make sure that the spiritual influence behind your physical work is working together. You guys with me? Yes. And so my third point for you is no more lukewarmness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No more lukewarmness but purposefulness. You guys ever have like spinach in your teeth?
0: Mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah. No? Or, or some chocolate there right there and you're smiling and you have that spinach there. No. And I was like, yeah, bro, sis, oh, yeah get it out of your teeth but the question is do you know you have it in your teeth yeah. no that's what lukewarmness is you just don't know you're lukewarm you just don't know that's what the Bible says in Revelation 3 Revelation 3 we see there lukewarmness is so deceiving you know you don't see anything but when you are told about your being lukewarm, what do you do? Do you just accept it or do you want to change it right away? You want to change it right away. So let's see how to change that today. In Revelation 3, the Bible says in verse 14, To the angel of the church in Laodicea write: These are the words of the Amen. The faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. You see, God knows what you do. But you are neither cold nor hot I wish you were one or the other you know God is so amazing it Says, I wish you don't even, maybe you don't know me yet I can still fight to get you to me or you're totally fired up in me and not in between because there is no grey area with God it's either light or darkness, either white or black there is no grey area with God it says you say in verse 17 I am rich I've acquired wealth and do not leave anything. These are people who deceive themselves that they have their purpose. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined and fire, so you can become rich. South the White and white clothes to what? Wear. So you can cover your what? Shameful nakedness and to sound and sound to put on your eyes so you can see. The church is the body of Christ. So in the physical body of Christ, if any part is not functioning properly, Christ says, well, you're going to affect my body. So get out of my body. That's why Christ says, well... You cannot bring poverty into my, into my body. You cannot bring nakedness into... No, you cannot do that because it's Christ's body. There's no blindness in Christ. So you have to open your eyes, be rich in Christ, and be clothed as a saint. Or just be cold or be hot. One of the two. Question is today: Are you lukewarm? The reason why there's lukewarmness is because you don't love God, a lot of people. And I want to challenge you today that to get up early in the morning to go by your purpose. A lion and a gazelle wake up every morning in the jungle. Every morning. A lion sleeps for twenty hours a day. Twenty hours. I'm grateful lions sleep 20 hours a day because yeah. imagine if they slept for if they were more awake that means they'll kill the whole worlds God is so amazing that he lets lions sleep 20 hours because man imagine they were awake for 18 hours a day I mean Africa will be wiped out by now <laughs> then we'll, you know, they'll be eating people by now and then they'll get all the way to Europe and they will come to the whole world. Yeah. And gazelles, they know that they are the prey of lions. So what do gazelles do? Because like a gazelle wake up and say, oh, let me just relax because the lion is still sleeping. But the gazelle knows the lion is faster than him. So what does he it do? He's on the roof. He's like, let's go. Because the lion wakes up. You see, we cannot sleep. Through our purpose in life. We're gonna stay awake and get running before Satan comes after us. You gotta be about your purpose. Be about your purpose. And so today I wanna challenge you to wake up every day and keep fighting away for your love for God and people. Every day. Every day. Because there's a brother or sister. In some other region, as a brother and sister in some other country, as a brother or sister somewhere else in the world, who is more fired than you? Better believe it. You better believe it. And why is he more fired? Because he loves God more and loves people more. And you know, I, I personally hate being the most looking person in the church. Ask Jamie. Man, I want to sing the loudest. I want to jump. The loudest. I want to. I want to be crazy. I want to. I want to be fired for God all the time question is how you look one you know Satan will fight to take you out of your purpose. And you know why Satan did not have the strength to fight for his own purpose. He lost his position in hell, his relationship with God and for us we need to fight for our purpose with God also. To fight for it. To say, I will not give up. I will keep going to love God. Challenge is simple. One, one, one. And like Tom told me, I'm not doing it because you told me to do it. I want to do it because I love God and love you. And that's the heart of someone who loves God. Don't just hear me do it because of God. Because if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're saying, oh, but Tom told us to fast, mm-hmm. told us to do a one, 1 1, that means you have no love for God, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you're like, yeah, that's true. What he's saying is totally true. I mean, God says we need to go make disciples, so let's go do it. Yeah. God says we need to be humble, so let's go fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you're not doing it, go to, oh, if, all right, I don't want to agree with him because you don't want to control. Well, yeah, if you don't want control from God, then go ahead. There are two kinds of people in this world those who say, God, may your will be done. And at the end, God will say, well, you wanted your will to be done. No, do your will. Get into hell. This justice is just very simple. Do God's will, but do your will. point. End of story. I want to do God's will, guys. You guys? Mm-hmm. Finally, closing, it's time to love God and people. Time to love God and people. Time to love God and people. Let's see what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 10. Joshua 10 let's see there and how amazing the man of God is That like Joshua who followed Moses all his life, this guy was sold out and committed, he didn't follow him from Moses, he was there with Moses all the time he was trained by Moses he was a sold out disciple next to Moses I'm your right hand man, I'm with you heart and soul and Moses is one of the people in the Bible that God chooses to re- no, sorry, Joshua is the one God chooses to replace him Imagine if you're especially chosen by God because of your soul-out heart. But it's the year, if Joshua knew his purpose. We'll see in chapter 10. There was a battle between the Gibeonites and the five kings of the Amorites. The Gibeonites had deceived Joshua when Joshua was conquering the, the, the promised land. Mm-hmm. And they have become, okay, well, we're together now. But the Amorites come against the Gibeonites. So in a sense, they're coming against the Israelites. Mm -hmm. But what does Joshua do? Does he say, well, you guys deceived me? Now it's your fault. Die! (laughs) Or does he say, you know what? I'm going to fight for these people. That's what they say. In verse 6, the Gibeonites then send word to Joshua in the camp of Giga. Do not abandon your servants. Question is, will you abandon in your life? Come up to us quickly and save us. I don't like the fact that Christ's brother is here. I mean, Christo is literally going after his brother, like brought into the church. <laughs> Come with me. I'm your brother, I want to be with you. That's what I say. <laughs> he says, help us. Because all the Amorite kings from the whole country have joined forces against us. You see, Satan will find a way to get to your heart. But Joshua marched from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. He was like, "Guys, let's go get this guy. Let's go save this people." The Lord said to Joshua, "Do not be afraid of them. I've given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you." After an all-night march from Gilgal, imagine praying all night. Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. And we scroll down. In verse 12. On that day the Lord gave Amorites over to Israel. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon! And you moon over the valley of, of Ajilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped. Until the nation avenged itself on its enemies. And the church said what? Amen. Amen. It's so powerful. Joshua is going about his purpose. It's like, you know what, son? Stop, move, stop. I'm fighting the battle right here. This is someone who knew his purpose. Like, I love God and I love this people. I'm gonna fight for them. You see, when you go about your purpose, there is no time to your purpose. You're not worried about, oh, am I gonna sleep today, or what time do I wake up in the morning? You're like, I'm not bound by time because God is not bound by time. And God, please keep the time and stop. I can keep working. If you love your purpose, time doesn't disturb your purpose because your purpose is eternal. And it's time for our souls to start panting for God in the church. It's time start loving God with all your heart. It is time to rid yourselves of divided hearts. It is time to know that you can actually love God through Christ Jesus who gives you strength. It is time to never go a day without thinking about God every single moment of your life. It is time to start dreaming about God. You're asleep and even in your dreams, God and people are in your dreams. It is time that you wake up before your alarm and you wonder, oh, it's just 2 a.m. Oh. Okay. Because your purpose woke you up. It is time to put your first, your rest aside until the ultimate relationship with God really happens. If you're with us for the first time today, I want to challenge you. Don't leave this place today. When I'll set up a Bible study. If you're with us already and you're like, you know what? I don't really love God with all my heart, I don't really love God properly, I don't love you properly, well, put up your hand later on and say, What well, I need some help. Help me here. I need to get stronger in my love for God and love for people. Because in closing, your purpose is your legacy. Mm-hmm. Everything you do. Has an impact on people who are not born yet. Everything you do, if your purpose is not about loving God and loving people, doesn't matter how old or young you are, at one point in your life you look back at your life and say, well, Where was my life? It's all pointless. You can only change your life and improve your life if your purpose is God and people. You can only grow in life. And have a legacy that changes the world. And by the silence, you might be thinking in your heart right now, hey, where where am I? What's my purpose? Where do I stand? And I want to inspire you to not leave this room today don't walk that door out there. If you think I'm not sure if I really love God, I love people. I'm challenged to do that. Contemplate on your heart: Do I really love God? Do I really love Him in my mind? Do I really love Him in my soul? Does my strength show my love for God? Do my efforts show my love for people? Do everything I do, or does it show I'm just committed to the commitments? let's be real and yeah. mm-hmm. not fake because fakeness only deceives you alone and that selfie of your life is a selfie that is deceived as opposed to a selfie that shows not just your hand on the camera but multiple hands in the camera people around you and you're joyful that these are the souls you're taking with you to heaven I want to challenge you be real don't be lukewarm. No excuses. Love God from today onwards like never before. Love people like never before. Let this be your purpose for life. Your children depend on you. The person you will marry depends on this. If my life was the way it was a couple of years ago, my wife would be struggling right now. My children will have no chance right now. And I want you to see the gravity of it properly before I stop talking. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm looking at your face. I'm not sure yet. That's not I'm still talking. I want to be sure that you truly know where you are. Don't waste your time. You're either committed or not committed. And you would know it by the fruit of your life that you are a sold out disciple or not. I love, you. God bless you, Lord. I love you. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk That's l-o-n-d-o-n-c-h-u-r-c-h.org.uk And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.